Up From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 88 of the podcast, creeping up on that 100 episode point. We're trying to get there. I don't know why, but I'm just like, I need to hit that. I'm going to keep going though. Don't worry about it. This is your host, Dave Swillam. This is where we get to work, making work a passion, living life full time, doing that creative thing here. So today I am excited to have on John from NH Rocks. And for those that have been hanging with me with like my band stuff, Broadwing, uh, this gentleman was nice enough to have me go play an acoustic set for one of his events. And that's how I became aware of him and what he's up to. But he's doing a lot more than I even realized even tonight when I was like researching a little bit on your your stuff tonight. I just asked you that stuff before the show of stuff that I had no idea that you had been doing that you started doing kind of recently, but kind of not. But uh, for those that don't know NH Rocks, NH Rocks is a community-based business that supports events and social media and content and just about everything in that way. But what's interesting about them is the way that they operate, the way that they come to market. I and many people, it sounds like from John's like um, perception back to me, is is they they seem like a nonprofit. Like they legit are are really community based, and for those that know that I just recently moved to Maine, I've still got New Hampshire blood. I know we've got a ton of New Hampshire listeners here. That's where I grew up, and I still love love that state. So they feel like a a nonprofit because they're really community based. Where you know when I played a show on on this event that he was doing on Election Day. You know, we're constantly talking about local businesses. We're talking about, you know, uh, like they're doing prizes and stuff on there, but it's just like constantly talking about local small businesses, connecting them together, connecting them to the, the buyers and the, the customers and like in all of that operating to do things that promote his own brand, but it is still a for profit company. He's just being a good, Dude in business is what it seems like to me. Trying to at least. Seems like it. Feels <laughs> like it for now. <laughs> Watch it. Well, the world needs more of it, so that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, John, like, cause I, I was just like kinda on my own little pumped up soapbox, but like you want to tell people, like, whoever if you haven't heard of NH Rocks before, what are you guys about? Where did you come from? Like what what's this all about, man? Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, the, the concise, the, the newly concise elevator pitch for it, I guess, is community development uh, powered by uh, media marketing and events. So we, I don't know, when I think about it, it just sounds like fun. Uh, we try to have fun in all the things that we do. So uh, we're using media to help residents in particular um, find more things to do from where they are. Uh, so it's like a residential tourism with that regard. Um, you know, we, we then kind of thought it might be one thing to show people where things are, but 
it's another thing to help them afford to be able to go do those things. Uh, so that's how we started the locals card, which is our uh, residence membership discount. So you get reusable discounts at participating businesses uh, for as long as your membership is active. And as long All as small biz in New Hampshire, right? Only businesses in New Hampshire. So that way it, that locals card ends up working as a sort of local economic stimulus uh, because it has zero leaks in allowing money out. Uh, obviously the website still being directory based allows money in. Um, so we do have plans to expand into a, uh, I guess a proper tourism market. But uh, as of right now, uh, yeah, it started off as, New Hampshire's cool. We want people to figure out, you know, what there is to do near them, uh, find different uh, events, find different businesses, find different activities. Uh, and then it became like, okay, we need to help them afford to get there. Um, and now it's because in COVID, you know, we were, we were doing a lot of freelance work um, to kind of support the directory. And that was all in modern media marketing. Uh, so we do social media and we do website design and automation work um, and the whole nine. So that also plays into community development because we're trying to help businesses uh, survive here. Yep. So, and then obviously we, we, we found a way to link it all together. So businesses can save on taxes because it all counts as marketing. The locals card discounts uh, residents through their increase in disposable income uh, can spend more locally. And we've found that to be true through our first year's metrics, which is super exciting. So we know That's that awesome. we're helping the people and are helping our local economy. So um, you know that it's working. Yeah, which is which is great. So now the new thing is uh, NH means business. And I'm super excited about it uh, because as we continue to kind of divine the prongs of NH rocks, you know, this is basically like a vertical, vertical integration setup where we have marketing and media all in house and we can help people to get their story out uh, and in a, an affordable and high quality fashion, which I think is something that businesses need. Uh, you know, I mean, New Hampshire is the, I think now the second eldest state in the country um, and has been, I mean, we've been fluctuating for the, at least the last decade between yeah. uh, third and second, uh, it actually goes it's right along the border there. So it's like Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. I think Maine's the eldest. But oh. technology adoption obviously decreases as age increases. So we're seeing this whole new like digital economy coming up to New Hampshire and the push that the state's doing to get like high fiber uh, networks uh, all throughout the state. Uh, businesses are going to need to be able to pivot digitally, and it's not not expensive so we wanted to kind of get ahead uh, of that and allow businesses to better connect with their community uh, in an updated fashion um, obviously and then making sure that people can continue to take an advantage of that uh, increased engagement so to speak john give me one second because my cat is about to destroy my door and i want to respond with you so bad (laughs) but i know that if i don't stop this this is going to become a large problem so hold on I'm so curious. I wish we could get footage of what is happening with your cat. My lord. All right. What do you mean um, he was destroying your door? He so he loves he's like my mixing cat. Like he sits on this chair when I mix and like listens. Nice. But so this is like his room too. But for whatever reason he's not down to be in here when I podcast. And uh he was like there's a it's an old door. He was like enough of a crack for him to like pull on that door 
Mm-hmm. And he was pretty adamant that he would somehow beat the functional mechanism that keeps that door shut by just pulling that piece of wood mm-hmm. solely by <laughs> his claws. So that was pretty determined. And I kind of like let it slide for like 10 minutes or something. You know, it's like a parent with a kid where like the kid's like whining and you're like, if I ignore it, I think it will stop. And then like, it's not, and you're like, oh crap, I have to address this. That's like kind of yeah. where we were at. I was like, I have to address this. <laughs> you're- oh, I'm glad you saved your door. You're back to what you were saying. That's not cats. <laughs> I love cats anyway, but you, you Forget just gave me such a juicy, like discussion of, of what you were saying. You were, you were talking about the movement of the economics of New Hampshire, essentially, and why yeah. you felt to develop this, to do the kind of community building and make marketing and digital things. That's a recent turn, but you noticed that it really worked with with doing something that made it more affordable for businesses that need to do that because our economy is changing in New Hampshire in that in that way, essentially. Is that what I yeah. was deline- getting from that? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's helpful to know that my education background uh, is in economics, and I'll be graduating with my MBA in community economic development this spring. Congrats, so, man. Congrats. I, thanks. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been annoying, <laughs> but a lot of fun because I really, really love it. When this first idea kind of came about, it actually was originated from a really interesting experience where I was, I was doing acting and modeling and I had won this game show. We won, I wanted to be a participant on this game show uh, put out by this uh, very high profile social media platform. Uh, interesting. Uh, and I, I don't know what I can say because I don't know what the uh, NDA, I can't remember. It was years ago, but they have some very powerful lawyers. So uh, <laughs> interesting. I had won this uh, game show to be a participant. And in order to qualify, you had to go around the state and explain why the, your state was the best and why you were the best person to represent it. So I fell in love with New Hampshire and the things to do that way. Uh, and that's when that question of like, oh, you know, we can connect people to do these things. We can help them afford to do these things. Um, we can help businesses uh, better reach, help kind of everybody else, uh, which is obviously the goal. And my education background tied into that. Sure. And then in looking for the proper avenue, that was when I had discovered, you know, what is the budding digital services economy and what that actually looks like. And that's where I had found that opportunity to be. So it just became, you know, how do we build out this digital structure with this, this new economic wave that I know is coming to kind of set ourselves up for success, to help the people of New Hampshire, um, and to demonstrate that, you know, this state is pretty rad. It's, it's pretty sweet. I mean, there's a lot that you can do in a day uh, that you can't necessarily do elsewhere. I mean, I lived in Cali for a while. It was great. Loved the weather. But man... In one day here, you can go mountains, ocean, city, and uh, not necessarily out there. So it's especially yeah. with the traffic. Yep, <laughs> I don't do that. But yeah, so that was kind of how I knew, you know, that the the economy was suitable for this kind of project. Um, and then it just became, you know, trying to afford it and learning the media because I didn't always necessarily know how to do the media. And now I'm the one that I do all the media for it. I handle most of the social media marketing. You know, I do the website builds and the automations. Uh, Keith, our NH means business side, is just so super powerful with business marketing, social media marketing. His his knowledge base on that uh, and SEO is just just absolutely tremendous. 
So he's he's so huge. If anyone needs any help, he's he's your guy for sure. That's cool. Yeah, and couple things there. Like first of all, like I saw the Stay Work Play on your site, and I know that you guys had just host. You kind of co-hosted that event. Was that yep. that last one you kind of worked together on? It's yeah. cool because they're like working on the affordability of like how do we afford to live in the state as younger people? Where do we find our living space at at an affordable way in the places that we want to live? Mm-hmm. And then you're tackling like how do we how do we con- conduct business and how do we keep and grow business here? So it's like the two of you together are like both tackling things that are really important, I think, for mm-hmm. the state because of exactly why I'm in I'm in Maine. Unfortunately, I. I had such a hard time trying to be where I wanted to be in the state to get the amount of space, square footage that I needed to do this specific thing that I never, ever pictured leaving New Hampshire because of the quality of life, because of how close you are to all the best things. But it's like with COVID, I think people realized how large and small the universe is at the same time where Mm. you can be in New Hampshire and operate so many types of businesses and not go down to Boston. It's like amazing. You can be here and operate a ton, a ton, a ton of business that's not brick and mortar. And you don't have to live somewhere that you don't want to live at. If you want to live here, you can do a business here too that way. And then of course we have an awesome group of brick and mortar stores here that there's probably just a lot of uh, development they just need to do to get into that more modern way of conducting business. And I think, you know, from what I saw in New Hampshire, I've only been up here for like a month. But what I realized is like, I'd say that a good portion of New Hampshire businesses, you'll probably know better than me. It seems like we have a lot of catch up to do of like, of conducting business basically in a modern way. Like, like we wanted to ignore kind of ignore social media, ignore like the proper website engagement and more, ignore some of these more modern things for a long time. And I think we're now realizing as a lot of these, these smaller uh, businesses, like, okay, this, this had to, this is here, this isn't going away. These, these yeah. ways that people are engaging and communicating and interacting with businesses, this is here to stay. And we have to find a way to play that game right now. Yeah, definitely. And like, I mean, that's kind of been coming for a while. It's been creeping up. Yeah. uh, COVID, to your point, has definitely expedited that. I actually just recently wrote um, a blog post which spoke to this. Um, And I'm trying, I'm going to pull up the, so the blog post was why your digital uh, strategy is key to surviving COVID-19 or surviving post COVID-19 and a lot of that, like they were saying that it moved up the uh, digital shopping uh, by about five to six years. Wow. Which is just absolutely incredible. That kind of uh, expedited timeline is obviously going to change things. So in months, in months, uh, I mean the digital economy has definitely been coming and like this new five or six years of like pushing a five or six year timeline in months is ridiculous. That's yeah. a ridiculous no, it's, advancement. It's absolutely in the way insane, that we but that's how rapidly things have changed. Um, and because again, we are in such an old state, uh, so many businesses are going to be left behind with that. So the time to pivot digital is now um, yep. the time to take advantage of the new technologies is now actually, I mean, the better time was probably yesterday. So 
100%. Otherwise, you're, you just absolutely will be left behind, um, especially as some of these digital businesses start to turn brick and mortar. But we are also seeing a unique experience in the opposite direction where brick and mortar businesses are actually going more digital. Um, so the pivot to include e-commerce ship, uh, shopping, to outsource services, to go to like co-working spaces, for example, uh, is just incredible as people are realizing, oh, you know, we can do remote work. Uh, we don't need all this overhead. Yep. Um, so you're going to see a whole new digital landscape easily in the next decade. Our downtowns are going to look vastly different than they do now. And it is largely because of that switch. But I did want to also mention to your point of working with Stay Work Play, which is a huge benefit that I, I mean, I feel that we offer is that any business that lists with NH Rocks and gets on the site and participates on the locals card automatically gets included on the, uh, gets a broadcast through the Stay Work Play network and gets included on their digital insiders guides. Love that. Uh, with a little NH Rocks logo next to it so that it draws more attention. So you get access to their network um, really, really cheap. But they are, they're, they're doing a lot of advocacy work for youth. Um, and obviously there's, there's a lot of concerns regarding affordable housing and childcare and huge uh, connection to people, uh, low wages, uh, you know, all these major concerns in the state. And honestly, this is why it's interesting that NHROX is for profit as opposed to nonprofit, because that's where our community development comes in. And that's going to come in on the back end. Uh, where we're trying to now establish this incredible engaged network across the state that uh, VR tourism is definitely coming next. That's oh, yeah. that's already on the radar. I'm trying to like pull that in. So yep. I couldn't read your your longer comment earlier in time. I'm sorry, but um, you basically yeah, VR like... tourism is going to be absolutely huge. But it's also about increasing that engagement and driving interest to our local downtowns and to our local businesses. And then with the surplus money that we've generated through the, say the locals card, which really is a low cost, high profit structure, we can then invest that into really good community development structures that build out the overall network. I mean, our end goal is to take this national where you can, through the network, safely travel and afford to do so. Hopefully we can, through community hubs, work on affordable housing and opioid pathways uh, to actually set a precedent for affordable wages in the state uh, and demonstrate what that looks like. Uh, I mean, there's a website called Out of Reach, if we're talking affordable housing, that demonstrates where you can reasonably afford with, uh, I can't remember the metrics, but it's like very base to rent a two-bed apartment. and Interesting. There's like no good place <laughs> anymore uh, to rent. Uh, we obviously are in a housing crisis, but that's, to me, I think where things are going to bridge down the line is you're going to have a structure like this that connects and improves affordability. So it lubricates that whole system and then allows people to take advantage of that system um, to work on these community problems that we have. Um, right. And so that's why I mean, we've identified it on the digital side as uh, media, marketing, and events, uh, because media is obviously super important. I mean, it gets the highest engagement on any platform. Yeah, uh, it, will marketing, it will continue to. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it goes up in scale. So you'll have like base for text 
and then up 80% for photo and then up an additional 80% for video. And, you know, with social media and the way things are going, our world is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and more connected. And that's where ads come in. Um, so that's why it's really important to have a well-connected visual network that takes advantage of the technological infrastructure, like your phones. So you have access to affordability and the knowledge base to figure out what there is to do. And then obviously then there's the events, which just makes it fun because that's been a real concern is that people don't have an opportunity to find their tribe in New Hampshire or right. can't afford to go outside of the state or do distance vacations. So we need to find good ways to help them afford to do staycations. And it's, I mean, our state's just so beautiful. If you haven't gone up to the Dixville Notch um, or checked out Lake Francis, just to talk about the northern part of the state, like it's mind changing. Uh, yeah, it, it like hits you. It hits you deep. There's something about it. It's just so beautiful. Uh, and then each each tourism region in the state is just so vibrant. There's so many different cultures and people all within our own state that is just. So, so, so interesting. And I really hope that, you know, as this continues um, and more people find interest, we have the opportunity to expand that network and expand that uh, experience, you know, so more people can do more and experience more and just be happier and more fulfilled. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) No, man. No, I love that. I like the way that you explain it too, because I can tell that you're passionate about it. Mm. And I guess that's like what ties back to like when I kicked off this episode, just talking about like, I, I thought you were not a nonprofit and just like people like out there, obviously like that aren't experienced with non nonprofits still have to make money to be a business at all. So like there isn't a huge difference, actually there, there, there are a lot of differences, but there's also kind of not a huge difference too with, with function, but that everything that you just said, it's like you, you have to make money to be a business especially a for-profit business, but everything that you're saying is like, we're trying to do that to just help more things. Essentially, we want to help more things and we want to fuel more things. And that's when, whenever people get into even like an argument on, you know, like money's the root of all evil money is, is awful. I really, truly see it as energy. I really (laughs) see it as an energy source. Like this is a thing. This is a median that I can use to do some other thing. And if you have more money, you can have more influence on things. And I don't think that you should chase it, but it's just like with what you're trying to do, the more money the business makes, the more that it's putting into things, but all of it's making money also off of the community growing too. So it's like a good, it's all just like a good thing is what it sounds like to me. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a big thing for me really was that question of, you know, how do we help people afford to do the things? Because, you know, money is, what lubricates the system right now that is our barter what do you what do you think the biggest things are right now john like what are what are the biggest things that people need to do to afford their way of life in new hampshire both as a business or a resident like what are you seeing because you're you're, you have the strong economical background Mm. what what should be what should be on people's radars right there to afford the way of life that they want to do or create the way that they want to do inside the state that's a really great question it's hard in New Hampshire. You know, I mean, if, if we're talking about the, the typical creative structure where you're having to afford your main life, so you have to work a full time and then try to get it in as a side hustle until it can turn major, 
you want to get into a high high wage job and what's most in demand in the state right now is healthcare and tech. Yeah, I would say for sure. Uh, I mean, I know Manchester for a while was doing um, a lot of work on tech. Uh, they were really pushing hard. And obviously, healthcare is huge. Um, I mean, that's where we got our freelance work in. Uh, so we do, uh, I guess, if we specialize right now, it would be uh, in uh, healthcare, social media management. Interesting. But I mean, it's, it's, again, we're the second eldest state in the country. That means we have a lot of old people, which means we need to have a really good healthcare system to support that. So those jobs aren't going anywhere. And because it's so in demand, wages are good, right. honestly. So right. you can, uh, I mean, if I understand a nurse's schedule properly, you could have, I mean, you, you're going to work like a dog, obviously, Absolutely. Um, especially now. But when it's not crisis mode, you could, I think you can do like back to back, like four days and you can do three days off. I mean, you'd be working, I think it's like 12 hour shifts all through that, but yeah. And then it would give you like three full days to actually work on your other stuff. You know, when I was doing personal training and doing fitness, a lot of it was uh, digital online uh, and then my trainings. Uh, so it was uh, taking advantage of technology. That's definitely going to be a big thing for creators. Well, a building out your network and establishing yourself as a professional, yeah. Uh, starting your website and making sure that you know that is as well integrated as possible, and that you can find some way to make sales uh, through that. Uh, you know, even if it's not necessarily doing something that you don't want to do, or if it's if it's you you know what I'm saying. If it's not something you want to do, you might have to do it anyway. And a lot of that is like, I never really thought I'd be, you know, managing social media per se, but we do as a business service and it's been beneficial. We know it, we're good at it. Uh, we've helped, like we helped one of our clients grow their engagement by 45% over the last 12 months. Like that's major. Huge. Yeah. So, um, we know that, but I do believe that that comes down to our focus on community because that's ultimately what it's all about. And you know, the digital community, which goes into the real world community. We know I can vomit on that, but it's going to be for creatives in New Hampshire. It's, it's a lot of finding those, those roots online that you'll be able to take advantage of. Uh, and then obviously it's trying to find uh, local jobs that allow you to take the time off. Um, That's right. Right. You know? So I know FedEx is good right now. I know Amazon's good right now. They pay decently. They're, they're, going to pay you twice, three times the minimum wage. So it's good. You can get three days of that. Uh, I've known plenty of people that have done that as creatives and they love that kind of grind. Uh, yeah. So that's been helpful in seeing the incubators. It makes me think of, uh, of co-working spaces. I mean, I know one that has recently gone out, which is sad, uh, but those are really cool ways uh, to, introduce yourself to love other it. professionals. I absolutely love them. So yeah, there's one in Manchester actually that we partner with. So businesses can get pretty solid discounts if they're willing to either downsize or if they are working with this co-working space, uh, they can join on the New Hampshire Rocks uh, program for cheap, but they're uh, Spark offices and they're on the top floor of 500 North Commercial, which is just above Stark Brewing, actually where we had... Oh yeah. Um, and it tracks the vote. So they're right up there and they're doing really great things for uh, entrepreneurs and startups 
uh, in the state uh, by cool. opening up that space and providing the, net, the networking. Have you ever talked to Tim Messina from Studio Lab and no, Derry? I don't believe so. You should totally connect with him at some point. But he was on okay. the show. It's a creative. It's a creative shared space, and so oh, in there cool. is like full video and film sets. He now has a podcasting place in there. He has like two or three video film sets there, but he's the one that did the uh, Dropkick Murphy show live stream this year for COVID during COVID times. But they, dude, this guy has a live events United, his live events company. He's got a live events company in a co-working space with all that overhead during COVID. And this guy, like he pivoted and he's doing some amazing stuff with live events throughout all this. But Nice. Needless to say, like he had a strong thing that he said that aligned with what you were saying with, I think, your message too. Mm-hmm. And hit, I think I asked him, I was like, why? Like, I can assume that you made this here because you live in New Hampshire and you want to be here. And so you made this thing here. But when you go there, it's grandiose. Like there is not mess around film equipment there. There's state of art stuff that the same nice. stuff that you'd see in some in like in LA is inside this building in Derry, New Hampshire. Right. Perfect. Amazing. But his answer was like, because we can do this stuff in New Hampshire. We don't have to go to Boston. We don't have to go to these other, we have talent here. We mm-hmm. have creatives here. And actually talking to Sarah from stay work place, she talked about it of like little pockets. Like they're all here. They're in like yeah. these pockets and stuff. Like they do find that community that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They find it, but they go in these little pockets and they scatter out and they're like hidden sometimes. But like there are amazingly smart people there. There are amazing entrepreneurs. There are amazing creatives and they're in the state. And it's just up to all of us. Obviously, I'm a trader and I'm up here in Maine now, but it's like it's up to all of us to just stop acting like we can't do it here and, and get it done here. Like, like, yeah. especially with, when you're talking about like this virtual landscape, all this like virtual, you know, ability to connect with people outside of here, it can all happen in New Hampshire. We just, we do, we do have to put in the, the footwork to, to bring it there. And it's like, when I was growing up, I used to go to conventions to, to go see producers in LA and New York city and Boston and like all these amazing events and things to learn from people. But I'd hop on a bus in Salem, New Hampshire, go down to uh, grab a bus down, another connecting bus from like Boston or something, and then go down to New York City or wherever. Like, and then I, I could get to wherever I wanted to be at if I had to do something else that wasn't accessible. But like the rest of it is like it can happen in the state, but but yes. you have to you have to start it. You know what I mean? It's just not here sometimes, so you just have to make it. But like the people are ready. And a lot of a lot of different industries, they're ready and waiting to to partake. Right, and I mean, I think a lot of it too is it's it's as much as it is properly finding the people that are doing what you're doing as well as it is doing what you want to do. Yes. So, because we have so many hubs, I mean, we're trying to be the connector that allows people to find those hubs and allows people to better find their tribe. That is really a big thing, but obviously you're not going to be able to, I mean, if we're talking about, I remember you had said it was like an energy, money was an energy, but if we're talking about it. just generalized energy and talking about finding your tribe, if you're not putting out the signal to find people, That's right. you're never going to be found. 
So it's, it's just as important to remain authentic to what it is that you're doing as it is to acquire the resources that enable you to do that thing. Right. So you can't just wish through, it. I'm sorry. You can't just wish that it will happen and then it will happen out of nowhere, but you also can't just not do the thing that you're really supposed to do and created to do because it's hard, you know, it's both. So there was a, there was a saying I actually ended up saying uh, recently to one of my friends and it was, uh, even if you're on the right tracks, uh, unless you get up and move, you can still get run over. Hmm. Like it's, it's, it always takes effort and it always takes the ability to just keep moving forward. And it doesn't mean that you're, you're, it's going to suck and it sucks, man. Like when you're, yeah. when you're in a new venture and you're not making any money or you don't know where it's coming from. I mean, like people that live paycheck to paycheck in this state understands, you know, they, they know what it is to, you know, maybe Bootstrap. I can just go to bed now because I'm not going to have to pay for dinner. Bed, bed for dinner. Yeah. Sleep, sleep for dinner. So like, <laughs> it's, I've been it's there, that. man. And you know, it's that kind of, you get low and not every day is a win, but you still have to do it. And it's that cultivation of discipline that is really, you know, what even brings you to the point to be like of a survivor mentality, you know? Well, I feel like people, and not all people, but there is a large perception that like, I'm going to make it, you know what I mean? I'll get to oh, that yeah. point and I'll make it this business or this art or whatever it is that I'm trying to get to. And this vision of like getting there and making it. But at this point, I mean, this is my 88th episode. I've interviewed so many awesome people on here and it doesn't really matter. Like my perception, there's people that I perceive like this person made it. Like in my head, I think that way. I get in my own head to think this person made it. They're good. No one who has ever come on, even if they've made it or not made it, ever says that you can just chill and like everything's fine. Like every day, like what you're saying, every day you got to get up and do something to to move the train, even if it's on the right tracks, because it can fall right off. No problem. That's exactly right. You got to, you got to, you got to have movement all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many times my girlfriend's been mad at me because I'm up until two and I get up at five and like, it's just work, 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 or at least it really, it really used to be. I'm not as heavy about it now because I, I really hit a break. Want to live? You uh, want yeah. to live for yeah. a normal I human to, time? I had gained like 30 pounds and I was just, I mean, I learned a lot. Don't get me wrong. I like, I was, I learned coding and I learned marketing and I learned more about media and editing. And like, I learned everything that I needed to be, to be the person that can run this kind of network. And I'm this close on my MBA, which is, I mean, I've already taken all my core classes, my competency classes, but like, we're just about to be done. And through all that, uh, all my time was dedicated to really learning this. And so, I mean, from an ex fitness professional, just to gain 30 pounds. And basically I I used to say your body is the vehicle in which your mind moves. So for me to forego, that was like a very big moment for me just to get sloppy. Yeah. And now obviously it's not as much. I mean, I'm working a lot obviously, but like the new fundraising event that we're doing. So for nonprofits, we're repeating the stay work play thing. So we're doing, it's a deposit down. Then we just earn our wages out of donations up to a cap. 
but enables nonprofits with smaller budgets to take uh, advantage of fundraising opportunities that they may not have had before. Very exciting. We're trying to tie that into the community so that residents have something to do as well. Sure. You know, now I'm just, I, I like set aside time to work out and I take my dog out and I'm not like I wasn't taking my dog out before. She's very spoiled. But, um, <laughs> uh, now it's also like I get to play too and we do more hikes and uh, it's, it's very, very exciting. So it does get a little bit better kind of as you go, but it doesn't start to get better unless you get that wheel rolling, you know, like, yeah. It's just the hardest part is starting momentum. Right. An object in motion stays in motion. That's right. Crazy, man. So I think beforehand, and we're getting closer to the end here, so soon we'll wrap this up. Sure. But uh, I think earlier on, you said that there were some things that you're really excited about for like the future. I don't yeah. know if we even already covered them, but what were some things that you were talking about coming up or like some plans that you had? for like what this would be? Sure. Uh, I mean, so long-term, again, I guess it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, you know, before we went live here, which was uh, ever since I was young, I've, I've always known that I wanted to build a community in some form or fashion. How? Uh, Why? I don't know. <laughs> I like, I've always kind of felt like it's been my, my ambition, my purpose, my, breath, whatever you so want. So even without it. like a vehicle, you're just like, I know that I have to build a community of some sort. Yeah. That's I've always I felt like it was the answer. I guess that's the best way of putting it is, and I have like over here, I have, um, my mom found recently some journals from when I was in middle school and I'm talking about energy flow and, but like on a spiritual sense, not like I'm not calculating force and velocity or anything, but, um, I'm talking about, you know, what it is to have like balancing energies and why I think it's important to have this integration of spirituality, not like overabundant spirituality, but not subscribing to a particular thing and just kind of letting you, it's, it's more or less like a, a, a knowledge of self. Philosophically uh, speaking. Right. Yeah. Sorry? Philosophical. Yeah. Yeah. Some like philosophical ties. And, um, then it just kind of ended up boiling down to me always wanting to create this community and I named it Sereno. Um, and in this community, there was, like I said, it was an expansion of mind, body, spirit. So there's five separate elements that I believe like can help humans be whole and it's, it's proper education. Um, so by the time you're like through high school, you can actually participate and then hopefully you can shorten your college experience and specialize more allowing for, um, travel and experience to gain. It's uh, nutrition and knowing how to cook, knowing how to properly fuel your body. It's fitness and knowing how to move. And then there's like uh, obviously the spiritual component. So just like a practice with yourself, like just sit with yourself and get to know who you are. Big. Which I think That's is super, huge. Super huge. Yeah. And you then can't, you can't maneuver unless you don't. Right. You um, can't play the game. But then it's also expression. And that to me is where I think a lot of people will miss is it's that need to express what you can't communicate. Uh, and I, as I'm sure you will understand, that's where the music is so wonderful because it just enables you to talk Huge. Uh, in emotions, uh, which is crazy cool. Uh, but the same can be said for people with uh, like art 
and how they express themselves that way, math, and how some people can formulate numbers. Like, it's just really incredible. So it's expression and what just makes you feel good and makes you feel happy. So it, it always started there, and then it became like, well, maybe I can just build a community through all these other avenues. So it was food and fitness, and then it just became we have to take a step back and figure out a, like an economic system that makes it sustainable and affordable. And how do we actually build a community? So that was what started the school, but I've always wanted to do it where it's this national community where people can travel and it opens up the opportunity to go to different States safely and affordably, and then be a part of this, um, like education that enables you to be participative. It's a, it's a participation, participation focused education that enables you to be an adult by the time you graduate. You can take out your taxes, you know how to change your tires. It incorporates technology adoption and all these different elements, right? So it's sure. people smarter than me would be running that. That's the goal. And I want to have New Hampshire kind of be the base of that. So it starts off with connecting you with things to do. And what is there here that's really fun? Because that's the general base of it, right? Is, is that experience side. I mean, we're the we're first world nation and people are still living paycheck to paycheck. That's not the point of a first world nation. 100%. We're supposed to be able to enjoy the purpose here, right? Like that's, we have so much money. We throw away so much food. Why is it so expensive to get an insulin <laughs> shot? Like, so there's so much more that we could be doing and that's yeah. what this is hope to hope to do, but it starts with fun and engagement and then it moves into affordability and then it moves into networking and fixing the potholes that we haven't been able to do through the tax code because there's so many issues in politics that we need to find a vehicle that was privatized that will eventually go nonprofit, which is what this is intended to do and be. And it can't stay for profit because, I mean, we've seen in New Hampshire alone examples of what happens when a for profit company comes in and props up a community and then invariably goes out because times change. Yep. And I mean, the greatest example of that is probably Berlin. I did a full case study on them and they went down in like two years. It was absolutely insane. It was right before the Great Depression. It was 1929. They were internationally known, they were highly, highly diverse. And then it's so there was sad, dude. France, it is so and, yeah. sad, man. It's it's terrible, it and now they're just having a hard time. But it's an incredible city, and people should go and check it out. Just go in the summer and rent an ATV because that's what they do. Hell yeah! And you can drive <laughs> yeah. it around the street there. Yeah, man. In a lot of spots and sweet side by side, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. side by side. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's the whole scale. And that's why I think it's super exciting, but it's also like a ridiculously heavy and large rock to try to move. Yep. So that's why we're kind of starting small, which is just the state and, you know, really just trying to help people because that even at the large scale is what it's about. It's why I believe I'm here. Um, and it's the vehicle that, you know, we've, we've gotten the most traction with and it's super exciting. I get it, man. And I think to your point, on a tourist level, right? Thinking about the state of every different thing that people are partaking in at this point, it's always about feeling like you're a local. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, why do people stay in Airbnbs? It's because it feels like it's your own spot that has been, li- it's, it feels like you've been living there already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Only you li- literally go right in, it feels like you've been living in there because it's, it's a normal home that's there that's been existing. And then people 
are checking out local breweries or coffee shops or like when they travel, like it's like a big thing of like, how do I have my local coffee shop? What do you do? What do you eat here? And uh, I think people are attached to that. And then in, 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 in every space, because people will ask me even, um, you know, I've been doing audio for some time and people will ask me, why don't you move to New York? Why don't you move to LA? Why don't you move to Nashville? I love all those cities and I've, I've seen amazing studios and amazing opportunities in all those cities. But the reason is because I don't want to live there, right? I don't want to live there. This is where I want to live. Like I'm meant to snow blow with a t-shirt on. That's just who I am, man. I'm supposed to be out there like swearing about how the Patriots lost in my t-shirt with an iced coffee anyway. That's just, I'm supposed to be here, man. I have new England in my blood and it's so deep, but we, but, but, What I also say to them is just that every state has ridiculously amazing things in the country, and we just don't take the time to go see it by the local eye. And I like that you're highlighting it so sharply, I guess, with Mm -hmm. NH Rocks, because it's always, it's here, and there's amazing stuff in the state, but sometimes we take it for granted, right? Everyone does. Grass is greener with everyone in every state in this country all the time. I'm going to move to wherever. Then they yeah. move back or something because you're like, dude, you had some awesome shit here and you had it for yeah. so long and then you didn't, it didn't mean that to you. So that's exactly right. And you know, I mean, yeah. the grass, it is the same old adage where it's the grass is greener where you water it. And the fact of the matter is, is that even though when you travel and you go abroad or you, you stay in an Airbnb, you, you crave that authenticity, you crave that sensation of feeling home. Totally. But why, why, other than when you need the break, because sometimes it happens, but why spend all the extra money to travel somewhere else when you can better learn what your neighbor does or your neighbor's neighbor does, because their experience isn't going to be your experience, or you could even just go to the other side of the state. Uh, If you haven't fully explored your home, why would you seek elsewhere? There's home roads that need to be done. You're not, you're not, you haven't filled out this map yet. There's still people here that you can meet. There's still communities that you can connect with. There's still a whole bunch of vibrancy that uh, you need to see and experience. Right. right. Like, I mean, there was Peterborough. Talk about a wonderful little hidden town. I had no idea about it before we are doing it. Like low key. Sorry, everybody. My favorite brewery in the States out there. Like I just love the quaintness of the town. Which one? What brewery? Uh, <laughs> it's Post and Beam. I love them. Post and my, Beam. Oh, they renovated. Now. They renovated it. Was it a church? Is this renovated? Yeah, they actually got Aaron there. She got a historic award. Well deserved. Wow. But they make absolutely incredible beers. Uh, just the Dunkles, probably my favorite. Oh. Um, so that's like, if it's there, I make a special trip. Like if I hear about it, I'm like, well, well we're going to go, well, see well, 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 gonna go uh, get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that good. But I mean, obviously that doesn't take away from the rest of the breweries. We have a lot of really, really good breweries. So many, um, man. And I'm always that's hesitant nuts. to put out mine because I constantly travel the state and trying new <laughs> businesses. And like, I am that guy that's filling out the whole map. So like, I've done a lot here. <laughs> so I just need to be very careful. So that's, that's it. But yeah, no, I love them. Aaron's such a super sweetheart. You know, it's, it's just great. All right, man. So I've got five questions that I ask everyone on this show for the most sure. part at the end to cap this thing out. Are you down? I'm down. All right. He's down. 
All right. So the first one, I I always overexplain, but I feel like I have to to get the right stuff here. Where okay. I feel like I get it throughout the episode a little bit, but I like asking it pointed because people have to answer it in not as much time, basically. Sure. And that's why is this the thing that you wake up and do every day instead of any other thing that you could possibly do on this planet? Why is this the thing that you wake up and do? It's my childhood dream come to life, man. This is everything I've wanted to do. It's all I've ever dreamed of is building communities and helping people. And now I have the opportunity to do that without restriction because I get to control it. But right. it's creativity unleashed. It's uh, super challenging and stimulating. Um, and it's just a deep, 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 deep passion. So that's why. That's awesome, man. I'm really happy that you have that. Thanks. That's Me awesome. <laughs> that, dude, that's such a gift. Yes. <laughs> Along the way, say that you could you could give the lesson that you learned to someone somehow magically without them having to deal with it. What would you say the biggest mistake that you've made was? Like you were talking to five years ago, you and you were like, hey, learn this lesson from this because it's really important. And I'm, I'm glad that I learned that lesson, but don't do this thing. That sucks. Don't do that. Just to be more patient, mostly informing business relationships because it can be so personal, but it's ultimately not. Obviously, be kind, be who you are, but don't be as ready to jump into something. Mm. as you can be you know as i've had a few projects fall through not really super bad blood but there's just been a lot of wasted energy on projects and i should have been probably a little bit more either laser focused or just patient and seeing you know who that person really was or the people really were because there's been multiple examples so yeah you know people are people and they make mistakes but your job as a business owner is to uh, minimize how much those mistakes impact you and your working order and your time because your time is money and their opportunity cost is real. Um, so be protective over your time and your effort. I love that. I think that I don't think I've heard that on the show or I haven't heard it in that way, but it's really valuable because I think a lot of people that listen to the show if they're not an entrepreneur, they just have that mindset where they're creating. And what's amazing, the amazing gift of that way of being is that you are able to continually create, whether it's creating businesses or business ideas or creating art or whatever it is that you're creating, you can continually create for the most part. And it just can constantly, constant ideas, amazing, like a, an abundance yes. of ways that you could go. And it's an amazing gift to have. But what I find also, because I'm the same way, this is this is a weakness of mine. And with that trait, I believe, is that also with that, because we like are constantly creating ideas or constantly like, like, let's create something, let's go, let's do these things. It's also really easy to like make additional things happen that like shouldn't happen that are like a waste of time or like follow different paths like too quickly. You're like, let's do it. Like, let's go. Like you're so about making things happen that sometimes you waste time or you create things that are like a negative and they're like not a helpful thing, even though like you're able to do it. It's like, 
certain certain things if that that don't make sense for you to follow even though you're able to do it and you're excited about it for the moment you have to like be patient and 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 see is that the right thing that you should have to better weight that opportunity cost cuz just cuz you can do it doesn't mean that you should do it basically right yeah i get that dude i so get that i've, I've done the same <laughs> yeah i've done it man i still probably I do still do it but, yeah. yeah of course <laughs> I get super pumped up about crap people ask me about, and then I go do something like whatever five hours away the next day or whatever. It who knows what happens, man. Yeah, and to think you probably could have spent that time sleeping and getting the recovery that you so desperately needed, or just being with your family or wife, yeah, or just having, existing, having a life, doing <laughs> anything. That yeah. Balance. All right. Flip side, positive note best thing that you've ever done best idea you've ever had along the way you say if you aren't doing this that would be a great thing to do i probably would have started i started the locals card sooner that would probably have been it that was that's still one of the best products i think that we have if we can get it there it is the vehicle that uh forces this into a self uh, demand generating cycle because it's 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 a really good answer to reallocating disposable income or reallocating income to uh, the people that use it. And it's such a powerful community force that keeps people engaged that uh, it would have been sooner uh, for sure. Uh, And then probably the other secondary part would have been just to be not as uh, uh, actually literally on the flip side of, of what I said previously of trying to be more patient. Um, get things done i'm sorry get things done quicker or something like jump into stuff not to be afraid to make the ask um you know i mean like i started this off strong by like approaching taylor caswell um who's the economic commissioner of then the newly formed bea uh and i was like hey i'm john i have this idea how do i not step on your toes and that was tremendous but I mean, we've talked a few times. I've helped him on some video. Well, I videoed him for a project as well. He's really, really great guy. Super smart. Uh, big heart for New Hampshire. The right man for the job, for sure. But I would still be like, this advice I could take now. Um, just continue to keep pounding on that door because this is supposed to work with governments. This is supposed to be the lubrication that uh, make, helps make the system work for everybody. Right. You're like more liquid than a government body. So you can kind of maneuver the field and like get things done and like do things that they don't have the ability to do like at agility wise, agility wise, like niche wise, like where you can target in on things. You have that ability to maneuver that way as a private for-profit company that they wouldn't be able to. But some of the functions that you're generating are community and economical stimulants. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, so like, it's the way I see it is that governments make the system work. They put the rules in place and they tell us what we can and we can't do and they hold us accountable. Mm. Um, but there's so much to do there and there's so many different trains of thought and there's so many different beliefs uh, and there's personalities. Uh, like It's impossible to operate a system and make sure that you are moving like a system that large and make sure you're moving as swiftly as you need to, Mm. at least seemingly with what we have, um, at least where we are. So that's what this is supposed to help with um, is it helps 
bridge communities to their governments and helps governments bridge to their people. So yeah, it would be probably, you know, that, that's been a great, great thing is that I had the, the gumption to do that, but that would probably be the, uh, the advice is just kind of like, keep going. Cool. What would be a resource that you'd recommend to this audience, John? It could be a book, a podcast, a movie, a video, a website. Like, What's one resource you'd recommend to the creative full-time living community, freelance community, entrepreneur community? Zapier. <laughs> uh, yeah. For real. For real. For real. Get yourself knowledgeable on some Zapier. That stuff is uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, it can automate. That's, I mean, NHROX is run by myself and largely Keith and my CEO, Mike. And that's kind of it. We're a small team that's managing like this statewide entity and you know, thousands of database entries. Uh, and it's integrating Zapier and Airtable uh, has streamlined our system. It's basically just be good with automations and save your time and find ways just to be more efficient. Mm. So yeah, zaps, 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 zaps all day long. And then let me see. I mean, I have a few other ones <sighs> in here. Was it the dragonfly effect is really good for social media and social media management. When I was okay. younger, I read like the four hour work week. That's pretty straightforward, but everybody uh, knows that that's yep. uh, part of the uh, econ eighty uh, twenty rule. Um, that's also a really, really good advice just for general entrepreneurs is that most of your money is going to come from 20% of your effort. Focus on that 20%. Find those clients and repeat them. Mm -hmm. That's how you win for sure. Yep. So those would be, yeah, those, and that's what I have on my shelf up here outside of my community building books. Love it. Yeah. And, uh, that totally like for those of you out there, those will be in the show notes too. But uh, Zapier is something that like I was aware of. I knew how much it did. I knew how much time it could save, and it just wasn't something that I dived into yet. So you kind of like you've inspired me, John. I'll definitely like actually take the time and like get into that sometime because it'll yeah. probably give me the time back. Right, I'm probably going to save time more. by taking the time. You know. It's yeah. You, you as as an entrepreneur, you need to be so protective of your time. It's all that you have, especially when you're starting. You you're probably not making a lot of money. You just have your effort, and that's your time, and that's your skill. You know what is your opportunity cost? You need to keep thinking to yourself like, what do you what do you rate your time at? Are you, are you minimum wage? Would you hire yourself at minimum wage? Are you, do you value your time? Like at this point, um, me personally, when I bill myself out, I'm at 125. Uh, and that's just for my creative works because I know that's where I'm at. Uh, that doesn't include obviously like what I'm doing for tech or if I'm getting involved in uh, economics analysis uh, because I did do procurement research for a while. I worked for Ibis World out in California. So like, that's a super deep skill set. Uh, and like, that's a different wage because of the time that it's taken to learn it. Just uh, um, even in, in switching platforms, uh, unless you're going to be more efficient in what it is, or if it has greater market adoption, yep. sometimes it just makes sense to stick with what you have or to use something that's more intuitive. 
all depending. But if you're able to pivot and do it rapidly, and it's, I mean, that's your, that's in your calculations, but do what makes the most sense for you. Right. Always. But yeah, being guarded about your time is, is super critical. And then being like, if I don't have to do this project, I just saved, you know, $250 just like that because I didn't do something. Exactly. Or exactly. like, you know, if I bill at half my rate, which is you know, like 60 ish, um, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's good that I got paid because it's good to have money as a, as an entrepreneur and in, in the startup, but I'm not making my wage yet. So it's, then it becomes like, how do you use, you know, your time valuation to grow to that, uh, your next wage point. Right. So, but it comes back to time, always time. hundred percent. Always. It's the only thing that we literally can't get back. Yeah. Ever. You know what I mean? Like it straight up is what it is. We have a clock it's that's ticking. Last one is the easiest, my man. Okay. Where do people find you and NH Rocks and any of this stuff if they want to get involved and check out what's going on and follow along with what you're up to? Absolutely. Um, NHRocks.com. If you're looking for something to do in New Hampshire, uh, it's, it's growing to be the best resource. Uh, you can already search uh, by region, by activity, by event type, you can find local deals. Um, so that's probably the best place to uh, kind of learn a little bit more, to contact me. Uh, you can reach out to the general mailbox. You can call the number on the website. That's 506-4692. That actually does, it goes to NHROX, but I'll see it alert on my phone. And if I can answer, I always will. And I'm very responsive to emails. Uh, other than that, if we're running an NHROX event, I'm there. Uh, I have a a very deep passion for just doing things. So I like to do them. I will be at the events that we are doing things at. Uh, So (laughs) uh, that's, that's a good way. Reach out and you'll probably get in touch with me uh, and we will figure out a way to get me out there or to get a team member out there uh, for you or a bunch of people, hopefully that uh, want their own locals cards. Uh, So always willing to meet people out. Yeah, and just find me on NHROX and all the stuff. Awesome. Dude, yeah, so please. thank you so much for being on here, man. Thank you for having me yeah. play the other the other time at your event. For those who haven't seen their events, if you do see John at one of his events, they all everything that I've seen you do so far has been pretty fun. So nice. uh, <laughs> I imagine it's gonna be good stuff to keep keeping an eye on. This is gonna be it. Instagram people, thank you for hanging out with us. This will be by. out as a podcast episode. Now I'm backed up a little bit. So it'll be a couple of weeks where it'll be out as an episode, but keep an eye on here or Facebook and we will let you know when it's coming out. If you want to see some of the things that John put in here, it'll be on the show notes. So if you're listening on an app or something, it'll be right down below. If you are listening on something else, wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes will have all the show notes and those links and everything like that. So you can see what he's up to, see what I'm up to. Get to work making what you want to do full time and have a good day. Thank you.